Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osman, here with my friend, Chabrita Ann Gordon. Our daf today, Masech Tukat, daf Mem Tet, page 49. Uh, one more plug for our CM, which will take place on August 29th, so please sign up and join us. Um, and uh, you can find the information for it on Facebook or email one of us, and we look forward to uh, completing the Masech soon. It's hard to believe they're already here, and we're going to be starting Beitza next. Um, I'm going to start with this section at the beginning of the Gemara. This page, both Anne and I found to be a little bit strange what was going on here. We seem to have sort of veered from uh, a Mishnah that appeared on the previous page, which really was just explaining to us how Nisul Chamayim was done and, you know, started off with the Gemara about this, you know, whole thing with this heretics of Sasson and Simcha, which seemed to be this very esoteric text. And the, you know, sort of mystical text seems to continue here as well. I'm a Rabbi Barbarachana, I'm a Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Barbarachana says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Shitin Mishesha Nivuru. So the drain pipes, the Shitin that were built into the altar, right, that the Gemara then it describes later on how the wine went through and maybe the wine congealed in and all the, this type of thing, was actually made during the six days of creation. Shanamar, and how do they know this? Here they're going to quote a pasuk from Shir Hashira, chapter 7, verse, tw- verse 2. The hidden of your thighs are like the links of a chain, the handiwork of a skilled workman. The hidden links, this, the hidden of your thighs, these are the drain pipes. That they're links of a chain, shemecholilin biyordin ad hatahom, that they um, that they are hollow and descend to the depths. So remember, this is like the tohu vavohu. This is getting to something primordial. Maseyete aman, right, which are the works of a craftsman or, or of a skilled workman. Zo maseyete umunato shel hakadosh baruch These are the acts of the of the craftsmanship of Hashem. And here they have a second uh, sort of drashat that gets to this thing about the shitin, right? Which says, don't read the word bereshit, like obviously a bereshit bara lokim, the first verse of the Torah, but rather read it as barashit. It is rather that God made or God created this pipeline. Not sure exactly what's going on here. Then they quote another b'risa with Rabbi Yossi, right? That says, Tana Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Shitin, Mecholilim, the Yordin, home, which again talks about that these drain pipes hollow and go to the depths. Shinat Mar, Ashirana, Ludidei, Shirat, Dodi, Lekarmo, Kerem, Hayal, Ludidei, Bekeren, Ben, Shemen. And so they quote this very long pasuk here from Yishayahu. It's the first two pasukim of chapter um, Hey, verses one and two. I didn't read the whole thing. Vayazeku, Vayazkulehu, Right, so it's saying, let me sing of my well-beloved, a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard in a fruitful hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choices mine and built a tower in the midst of it and also hewed out of that we're in. And so Rabbi Yossi basically explains that all this is referring to the Beit HaMikdash, that he planted it with a vine, this is referring to the temple, right? So the 
And the vines refer to the, sorry, the vat reverts to the drain pipe. So the owner of the vineyard here is really talking about Hashem. And again, the drain pipes are part of, uh, are part of creation. Um, so I think part of what's going on here is, is that the Gemara is trying to sort of make it clear that all of the service that's done in the Beit HaMikdash is somehow connected to creation, right? That this is not just ritual that's made up or something that we just do, but it's really connected to the essence of why God created the actual world. That's, you know, sort of very briefly of what I think Kabbalistically is at least or mystically is going on here. Um, but it's really a very different type of text. I don't think we've really encountered such a mystical text uh, yet. I don't, this one was very striking to me than anything we've seen in the previous Masechta. Maybe back in Brachot, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's been what we haven't had something pop up like this uh, before. And again, when you see these texts, the question is, do they mean these drashot literally? Do they really believe it was created during the six days? Or are they really trying to have us focus on a particular type of relationship between God, the purpose of the avoda, and creation? And I, I personally think it's the latter. Um, I'm not going to weigh in. I, I feel like... This is exactly the kind of daf where I do not feel comfortable to opine until actually doing Eon on the daf. So maybe on my next pass, whatever that means, I will have take the time to do the Eon. Um, it sounds like such a cop-out. I agree, you know, I know that. But I I think that, Yerdin, I think you have tackled this well, given the given our time constraints and given the challenge of this particular Ahmad. All right, so I guess now you'll move on now to some better uh, interesting yeah, things that are on this path. Right, so towards the end of the DAF, I would say it gets much more accessible, if that's the right word here. Um, now, accessible meaning in terms of reading and translating and explaining, not necessarily in terms of understanding the why of it, right? So Rabbi Lazar says that somebody who does acts of tzedakah, charity, is greater than someone who sacrifices all kinds of offerings, all kinds of karbanot. Right? The the it's a verse from Mishlei, uh, Mishlei chapter twenty one to perform charity and justice, meaning to do acts of tzedakah and justice. Mishpat nivcha is choice before God. Mi zavach from Meaning it's more, it's more, it's preferable over offering, um, you know, uh, animal sacrifice on the Mizbeach. Maybe not just animal, but uh, physical sacrifice on the Mizbeach. So we've got a hierarchy here. Not only is Tzaka above and beyond Karbanot, now we've got Gmilut Chasadim. These are acts of kindness is greater than the acts of tzedakah, the acts of charity and justice. We have another verse, this one from Hosea, that you should sow, meaning like sow and reap, right? So you should sow yourselves according to tzedakah, and you then will reap according to kindness. So the idea is that like, as much as you could put in, you know, as much effort or whatever as you can put in with your, with your charity, with your tzedakah, you'll get even more, You'll, you know, attain even more if you do so. Uh, if you'll reap according to kindness, you'll get more. 
oof, I'm not saying this very well, but it's, uh, you know, again, we've got a hierarchy here of behaviors in, in goodness, I think is what we would say. Im adam zorea, safik ochel safik ochel adam kotzer vaday ochel. So from this phrasing of, you know, sowing and reaping, we get to what I would say is even, you know, the, the parable, not parable, what's the word I want? Proverb. The proverbs of, um, you know, sowing and reaping, right? This idea that what you reap, you will sow. What you sow, you will reap. Sorry, that's what I mean. Im adam zorea, someone who sows, it's not clear. Safek ochel, safek ino ochel. So much could go wrong. Right from the time that you plant your seeds to the time that you harvest. Anybody who has ever read the Little House on the Prairie books knows this. Adam kotzer, but the, from somebody who is coming to harvest vaday ochel, the person who harvests, and here we've got the reaping. Right, that's this harvesting is certainly going to eat. Meaning the idea is that if you um, if you do tzaka, the based on these verses, it that is being likened to someone who sows. So you can't be sure of your outcome based on your acts of tzedakah, but your acts of kindness are a sure thing, right? You will reap, indeed, when you act according to chesed. So using the same verse, Rebbe Lazar says, well, the fact is that the very reward that you get for tzedakah is only really according to the chesed that is in the tzedakah that you do. Meaning, anytime you put yourself out there to help another person, to do an act of justice, right? It is still, it still carries some measure of kindness, you know, from you, right? That there's, that your input is that. Now the Gemara, um, again, all, all of this is about these acts of, of kindness and charity and justice. Tanara Banan Abraita. There are three ways that chesed is superior to tzedakah, or three aspects of which. Namely, tzedakah ben mamono, gemilul chesedim ben begufo ben mamono. So tzedakah you do with your property, with your money, you help someone that way. But when you do chesed, that could be from your own being, right? Your own body, ben begufo ben bemamono. Either way, so now meaning it means you have more inroads to be to being somebody who does acts of chesed as compared to tzedakah, which fundamentally, at least according to this gemara, um, takes place with your property. You don't give charity, meaning you know a donation, to anybody who's not poor, right? The donations go to those who are poor or at least more poor. Um, but an act of chesed, you can do for anybody, right? Whether a person's wealthy, you can still do an act of chesed for somebody who's wealthy. It wouldn't be a property. It wouldn't be giving money donation, but you would still um, earn that chesed, right? To do an act of, of tzedakah, the person, the recipient, must be alive. But we know that the greatest act of chesed, in fact, called chesed shel emet, the greatest, truest act of chesed is what we do for the dead, meaning you can do chesed both for the living and for the dead. So there we have three different ways in which chesed is superior to tzedakah. And then, Amar Belazar, this seems to have been a pet topic of his, Amar Belazar, kolo said tzedakah mishpat ki'ilu mile kol alam kulo chesed. It's somebody who's doing both tzedakah and mishpat, meaning somebody who's acting 
in accord with charity and justice. It says, if what he's bringing into the world is chesed. So this verse, this verse is from Tehillim, right? The idea is that somebody who loves Tzachan Mishpat, then Hashem will fill the earth with kindness based on that person's love of, I, here I'm going to call it uprightness. It's still a matter of doing acts of justice and and charity, but the why is it that that leads to chesed from Hashem? Because the conduct, right, somebody who's acting in this way is functioning in a very upright manner. So what happens? Um, lest you say that someone who comes to jump, right, who's going to do any kind of act of chesed, is just going to jump, you know, and they're not. You don't even pay any attention to it. Well, we've got a verse again this time in Tehillim that says, "How precious are your acts of kindness to Hashem?" Right, meaning. If you're really going to do an act of chesed properly, it's going to be rare. It is going to be precious and beloved. And you might think that somebody is um, God-fearing, right? This is a, the Yerei Elohim um, does not always take every advantage to do an act of chesed. So then when somebody, when when Hashem does this, Yechol Af Yerei Elohim Ken, you might, Yerei Shemayim Ken, you might think that a person who, um, is God-fearing, but doesn't do every act of chesed possible, Talmud Lomar, v'chesed Hashem me'olam, that the kindness of Hashem is me'olam v'arolam, it is eternal, um, specifically al yirei'av, that God's chesed rests upon those who fear him, the implication therefore being that, yes, somebody who is God-fearing is going to be engaged in acts of chesed in particular. And then lastly, um, we have here of Chama Bar Papa, so he's a new voice, don't worry, Rabbi Lazar is coming back. Amar Rabbi Chama Bar Papa, Kol Adam Shiyesh Alav Chain Biyadua Shuhu Yereshamayim. Everybody who has a certain grace about them, and this is a I, I find Chain to be like an actual character trait. Like you can see it on a person. You could tell when a person has a certain amount of Chain. I don't think I have an English translation for that, but I mean yes, grace. But I, I don't know a certain refinement, perhaps, and contentment. Um, it's not exactly, it's palpable, but it's not exactly definable. Um, the moment you see that chain, know that this here is a, a God-fearing person, and here we have our verse again, because God's chesed is on those who fear him. So the very fact that you can kind of see this chesed of Hashem on the person is because that person was God-fearing to begin with. Here he is. This verse is from Mishle, it should be familiar to people from Eshet Chayel, if you, are, if you have the practice of singing that, for example, on a Friday night. Because right, the verse says, that her mouth is open with wisdom, and the Torah of Chesed is on her tongue. What does it mean, the Torah of Chesed? What other kind of Torah is there? It's only a Torah of Chesed. How could you say otherwise? Ella Torah Lishma Zoe Torah Shel Chesed. So the Gemara explains that when you're talking about Torah Lishma, that you're not trying to get anywhere with the Torah itself, and it's all just L'shem Shemaim. It's all um, with pure motives. That's Torah Shel Chesed. Shelo Lishma Zoe Torah Sheina Shel Chesed. And if you have ulterior motives or some 
I don't know, some kind of purpose or gain to be gained from the chesed, from the Torah that you're learning or implementing or whatever, then that's not the chesed Torah. Yikid Amre, and now we have a, the, a rephrasing of what we've just had. Torah lamda zoi Torah shal chesed, shalom lamda hi Torah sheina shal chesed, what does it mean, Torah lamda? Torah that is studied in order to teach it to others, meaning not just for its own sake, but that your goal in learning Torah is to take it further and bring it further. That is a Torah of Chesed. Take it and spread it around. And if you don't have that intent, then you have a Torah that is not of kindness. And I really like that last interpretation because um, I think it's kind of, it might be tautological to say that, you know, the moment you have this intent to take your Torah and share it around, right, and teach it further, that that is that is in some ways ultimate chesed in terms of not as compared to chesed shal emet of, of caring for a dead body, but ultimate in terms of bringing that Torah further is, is a great kindness to whoever is your recipient of the Torah that you're bringing to them. I mean, there's just really good Torah on good here. Torah I, here. I, 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 I'm excited about all the different ways well, I can use what's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think some of it is clear to us right it's intuitive we know that <laughs> that doing something altruistically as opposed to for gain is going to be better than the alternative um and the more you can do you know the more that it gets accomplished and then this kind of the better yeah i the only comment i want to make is this make connection is, between, between Sajaka and, 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 and Hassan. I think I, I it's think really it's really, key and not something that's really, that's really talked about talked enough. About I enough. think in the I circles you and I are in, and I are in. Um, um, you know, this you idea, know, this of, idea sort of, of sort of charity or righteousness, but also, but also sort of following, sort of following true, true raw, raw. Like, like which will actually bring, bring Tessa. Yes, I think that's, I think it's worth talking about. I agree with you. Well, that's well, our top discussion, discussion for the day. Great to review us on all the podcasts. podcasts. Thank you to Ebony Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hodgkin website. Let us know Let what us you thought about this stuff. I'm talking to you on the Facebook page. And until and tomorrow, go and learn.